You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. Oh. All right. Welcome to Bates Motel After Buzz After Show, episode number three, Caleb. Yeah. We got a little can homeless right there? Yeah. yeah. Who, who, bye. By, by Malcolmore? By, <laughs> by Macklemore. By Macklemore. Or as San Filippo says it, Malcolmore. Malcolmore. Don't, don't correct me in front of people. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, right? Either way, we like the song. Honest, your kid said that, right? Your, yeah, your, your, your no. little, your little I'm, one said I'm not going to put it on my seat. That, that's mean. Um... <laughs> Well, welcome, welcome to Bates Motel, episode three, Caleb. Uh, I'm Joe Sanfilippo. I'm joined as, I would say as always, but that's not true. A- as recently always, by the great, magnificent, munificent, phenomenal, currently conscious Nando Velasquez. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Yes. Hello, everybody. Hi. Also joined by the hopefully whose car is fixed. Yes. Dua Casey. Yes. Oh, it wait. is fixed. I am here. We can continue. All things are good. All right. Uh, we are not joined by uh, Joseph Braswell. He is currently in in the great city of Denver, in the great state of Colorado, debauching, I would imagine, an entire city populace. So if you're in Denver, give Joe a call. I'm sure he'll love to buy you a drink. Did he, did he go there to buy marijuana? I'm not sure, but that, I, would imagine, that, like, I would imagine that you've just earned Joe a trip to their TSA. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, Joe gets the special red star on his, on his ticket, and he gets a cavity search. Oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, well, let's talk about this show. This, uh, this, this is, uh, as Joe Braswell would say, is a crackerjack episode in my mm. estimation. What does that mean? There's like a prize at the bottom. If you dig deep, yeah, you got to dig around and you got to waste a lot of the crackerjacks because they fall out. But yeah, it, that's his way of saying it's a great episode. Got it. What did you think, Dua Casey? I, you know what, I like the episode. I will say that there were a couple of moments in this episode that I felt were a little too soap opera y. Um, and we'll get into it. It was the very, very end reveal that I felt was just kind of revealed mm. a little soap opera-y. And uh, also the character of Zane. Is it Zane or Zach? Zane. Zane. He's kind of this, like, I don't think he's going to last very long. He's kind of this over-the-top, like, cliche mobster guy. There's something about him that really gets under my skin. And I don't normally say, you know, like, negative things about the show because I love the show. But there are a couple of things. Other than that... The episode was good. I loved Emma in this episode, too. Oh, she yeah. was good. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. You know what? It's funny about a show like this, because when you have such a high level of of, uh, of, of character work and, and the writing is so high level, when there is someone who's two-dimensional, it's glaring. Mm-hmm. It, just, yep. it just, you know, which of these is not like the other? Yeah. You know, it, it just kind of like, oh. And I can't tell if it's intentional, because I would think that Carlton Cuse would know better than to make just, like, this cliche mobster guy that's taking over for Gil. Like, there has got to be, either they're, like, setting up to kill him real easy, or, you know, or do, they're just, it's just weird. It's weird. Like, he has no layers. Like, everybody has all these layers. He's just there. He's Pontiac GTO guy. <laughs> I don't think we've seen enough of them to really see layers. I, I disagree with you a little bit on Zane. I, I'm not saying I love him. If mm-hmm. anything, he's a character you love to hate 
or you love to not like. I mean, even, you know, Reno saying, oh, God, we got Zane. So yeah. uh, they already set it up that this guy's going to be an a-hole. And yeah. that's pretty much what he's delivered. So I don't see him as a two-dimensional character, per se. But definitely he is trying to emulate Scarface a bit. And he, he's all about yeah. revenge. And that's all we've seen of him so far, just two or three scenes. He pops in, causes a little bit of havoc, makes Dylan and Reno do things that, that they know they're going to regret. And then disappears. You know, you got to think that's a that's a great point. You got to think that there's uh, that there's the, you know these guys who are involved in this kind of a burgeoning trade that doesn't they don't come from old organized families. These are relatively new new to the new to the game guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I, they've got to be they grew up on these movies. You're right. They they got to be watching these movies like you know Godfather and Goodfellas and Scarface and going. All right, all right, that's how you yeah. do it. Okay, good. Oh, all right, I, got I grew up in New York, so, you know, in Brooklyn, everybody in Brooklyn watches The Godfather and, you know, Goodfellas, and they're like, oh, yeah. Especially that's how I walk. That's how the, I talk. Fantastic. The second, yeah, Forget all the second-generation it. Italians are like, yeah, that's the way That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. <laughs> 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 way it, should be. It, it is. It is funny, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's a bizarre thing, but it's totally true. Um, well, I, I thought this was a great episode. I really, really, really... Uh, I, I love what they do with Emma. Like you said earlier, I think that I, I want to get into Emma a little bit later on. I think that that this was this was her episode in a lot of ways, and um, and then uh, obviously Caleb and Dylan. Uh, the thing was written for them. So should we jump right into Caleb and Dylan? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. What do you got? What do you got? Well, for I you? mean, first of all, the big reveal at the end, which I know you want to get into. Oh, let's get into is, it. I mean, the big reveal at the end is well. Well, first of all, you know, before we can get into that, let's just say we all figured out. I didn't listen to the podcast last week, but I'm sure we all were figuring out. Oh, this is the brother. Then this is the guy who had sex with with Norma. We talked Norma about talked it about. last. We predicted that last season. Do you we remember did. Uh, that he was going to come? That he, well, no, that he was going to come. That he was also Dylan's pop. Yeah, I do believe yeah. that he did do that. So yeah, yeah remember uh, you were not there, but we talked about it in episode one of season two as well. But um, Braswell was asking, you know, do you think that you know Norma's brother is mm-hmm. uh, Norman's dad? But yeah. then we were thinking, and also you mentioned about the fact that it was Dylan that would explain all the animosity that Norma's had towards Dylan that she never really accepts him as his son. Yeah. And then, bam, there it is. There we go. And we do see the resemblance between uh, between the two actors anyway. But it was just a really interesting... I, I would say that reveal, yeah, was a little bit soap opery, and And for some reason, it surprised me. Do, do Even want... though we predicted it, it still <laughs> surprised me. Here, wait Does that make sense? Here's why it felt soap opery. It's not... It's not... It's not soap opera. It's the movie Soap Dish. Do you remember the movie Soap Dish? I love Soap with Dish. With Sally Field. And Elizabeth Shue. And Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Vaguely. Okay. What was, who, was, who was the male lead? Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. And, and uh, who played opposite Sally Field, though? Uh, um, oh, my brain is far. Anyway. All so right. anyway, so they have a daughter together. Elizabeth Shue, it turns out, is, is his daughter. Mm-hmm. And the last scene, when he's going to kiss her, mm-hmm. that's the exact same scene. You can't <laughs> kiss her. You can't ever kiss her. She's your daughter. That's, that's oh, that's right. I that's why that this felt so poppery. It was so. I mean, it was uh, the the scene where Norman gets Dylan and he's on the ground, and then she's like, "No, he doesn't know better. It's his dad." And then like Dylan is on the ground, but then looks up and he has this weird expression. I'm just waiting for that music, dun dun dun, <laughs> to like come and dun, and all these like quick close up shots. It was just a little bit. It was a little bit. I love that Carlton Cuse does all of these like big reveals and has all these cliffhangers at the end of each episode because it makes you want to watch the next one right. so quickly. This was just a little bit too much. It's a little bit too cheese whiz on top. Yeah. You, you felt there was some. You, you felt there was some aerosol cheese. Just a little bit. All right. Just, well, let, let me toss this out there. Let me tell you. <laughs> tell me what you think. Now it seemed to me that Dylan throughout this episode needed something from Caleb. Like like in the beginning, it's confrontational. You know, he's like he's like, listen, man, I'm going to be here tomorrow too. So you might as well just tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, uh, okay, I'm I'm her brother, and and but from that moment, it seemed like he just wanted to soak up all the Caleb he could get. 
Yeah. You know, they meet in the street. Uh, no, I, I can't go fly fishing, although my grandfather was into fly fishing. That's cool. I've always wondered about that. I don't know these people. I don't have any contact with this side of the family. I want this. Well, he's felt so disconnected from his family because Norma won't tell him anything. She kind of, you know, shuns him off as the bad son. And finally, he has a family member that he never even knew existed. Yeah, he really wants to soak up all of this information, and he's curious as to why. Like, the first thing that he sees is that um, interlude between Norma and Caleb. Just get out of here. Get out. She freaks out. And wouldn't you be curious? Absolutely. A long-lost uncle that you never knew about is now, you know, and then she won't talk about it. She won't discuss it. Like, that's only going to make somebody dig deeper. Well, you know, I, I think it's, it's anyway, the, the yes, I agree with you. But the need, the need I think, what, what is interesting to me about the need is, I, I got the vibe anyway, that he felt like here was someone normal that I'm related to. Mm-hmm. Like, Norma is batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. So this person does not seem crazy. And I'm related to this person. Well, also, also, he he feels that Caleb is misunderstood. Here he comes, acting all nice. He's respectfully in the in the kitchen when Norma and, walks and, in, and he seems like he's got that cool mellow surfer thing happening. And he's yeah. totally there's no <laughs> right? reason to suspect that he's doing anything wrong. And Norma freaks out, which what she does is what she does to Dylan every time he tries to make a decision, working in the mm-hmm. weed business, whatever else, does the same thing. So they're already a kindred spirit right there. And he wants to know. He already sympathizes with him. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, of course, he, he doesn't really have a father figure. So, you know, ironically, he goes to the person who now seems to be really his father. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and totally, and, and totally bonds with him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, yes. And I think, Jermaine, to that last scene, um, I think that I think he had built up in his head. I, I, I imagine. All right, my mother's a little bit nuts, and so I know. Growing up, I always wanted to have a stable thing, like a stable lady tell me things that made sense. <laughs> and, you know, that's a difficult thing to find. So, so, so you know, there's. I, I know that I understand that urge that he has as a character to like. Okay, someone's going to be normal in my family. My whole family's not crazy. It's just this one. So mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'll be fine. I don't have to go nuts like this person. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when it's his when, shining hope. Yes. And so and when he's when he's fighting on the floor with with uh, with Norman, I think that defeat on his face mm-hmm. is like oh, even this is screwed up. Like even this is totally screwed no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. Even even when we find the brother Turns out he was raping my mother. Of course. Of yeah. course my family is a complete disaster no matter what. Why do you think mm-hmm. he didn't believe him? I think he wanted or, well, to believe there was somebody decent. Or well, That's why he didn't believe her when she said that he was yeah. raping. That's what I think. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I mean, yeah. I think you, 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 you build it up. You want to believe something's good. But I'll tell you what is good. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna tell you, you see it's, that? You like good. that? A segue would be good. That was impressive. Um, <laughs> today, uh, today is a good day. It is March 18th, and it's a very exciting day on the Oxygen Network because today is the premiere of Chasing Maria Menounos. This is uh, this is a reality show starring uh, our producer and and the owner of uh, and, uh, of AfterBuzz TV, Maria Menounos, and Kevin Undergaro. Uh, it is uh, basically chasing her around, and um, this is a lady with an insane amount of energy. So this ought to be a pretty darn good show. Let's take a look. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. 
I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone thinks that they know what's best for me, but I'm really the only one. I have got to figure things out. Chasing Maria Menounos is so new. Every Tuesday at 10, 9 central, starting March 18, only on Oxygen. That show looks awesome. We got to hang out with Marie Minos one time. I've only hung out with her one time. Uh, I think Nando's hung out with her several times. Several times. Uh, that woman has so much energy. I think we hung out one time for about about maybe 10, 15 hours, and I think that ended at 4 in the morning, and I was completely burned out. And we came home, and we're watching a parade <laughs> at my house, a rerun of a parade that started at like 8 in the morning, mm-hmm. and Maria was hosting the parade. Can, can I tell you? Get out of here. She I was know, hosting? She, was ho- I, she went from the party to host a GD parade. I don't know how. I don't know how. I'm the energy is insane. I, I just want to bring this up. I haven't brought this up in any of the other shows that we pr- pushed uh, for, for this show, but just uh, one of my best memories. Memories Maria was hanging out with her in Barcelona, Spain. You got hang out in Barcelona and Barcelona with Maria <laughs> and Kevin. So that sounds like a great yeah, time. Yeah, so you never know what, where they're going to end up or what's going on. With That's them. the truth. That's that is the, the truth. truth. So like just, right now just, she's in you know, New York. And, and right now she's in New York, just yeah. promoting the show, and who knows where she'll be next week. And and yeah, we we don't even she's our boss, and we don't get to see her too often out here. We hear from her a lot, but we don't get to see her as often because she's running all over the place between extra and all their other gigs and wrestling for yeah. the WWE and she yeah everything. she works a lot and to be successful in this business you've got to move you got to mm. work you got to and she's definitely dedicated. And she's doing a Bahamian. She's a man. I got fourteen jobs. Yeah, yeah and, totally. and now and now a reality show. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right, so check and, it out. You get to see Kevin uh, Undergaro, who's also our boss here, and, and some of the other AfterBuzz crew. Yes, you'll get to see some of us. I'm sure floating around. Yeah, oh, no, not this us, but other uses. Other uses. And <laughs> you never know. You never know. There might have been a camera. There might have been a camera. And and her parents are hilarious. Her yes, parents, her parents are, are great. Oh, they're so Greek. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your last name is San Filippo. Yeah. You're Greek. No, I'm Sicilian. You're Greek. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Don't argue. Just, don't be, argue. just, just be, be Greek. Just be Greek. <laughs> so check out the show. It's uh, it, it'll, I guarantee it'll be entertaining. Hmm. Um, all right. So let's not. Let, I'm not finished with Caleb and Dylan. You guys feel? Um, no, no, I'm not finished with Caleb. I don't, I don't, I don't feel quite done with him anyway. Um, but that 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 begging need that he has to have somebody in his life, and then of course it's shattered when we find out. No. Uh, now, does, do you think he buys it right off the bat at the end there? Do you think no. he believes? I, don't, I think that there's a lot of concessions that he's willing to make because when he was having a beer with Caleb and he revealed the real reason why he was here, he, you know, is in Which Costa Rica. Which is also Rica. a very soap opera-y uh, yeah. type of plot line there. I gotta, I've got money. I need. Essentially what he was saying is I had this opportunity, but under the surface I was like, oh, he's just coming because he wants money. He raped her and now he wants money, but he's yeah. going to. So I thought Dylan would be like, I thought that's when you'd be like, oh, this guy is really just after money. But still, he gives him the money. Yeah. He's so trusting. And totally buys it. Like but that he's shows willing. that shows the hole that is in this man's life, that he does not have a father figure. There he, it is. He, that's what it is. He is so wants to have... I mean, first of all, he's been trying to take control uh, in his own way of the of the motel with his mom, trying to Correct. take ownership and take mm-hmm. the... Take the like adult alpha male responsibility, and, he and has she been. won't. And he's been trying to, but she's been fighting him every ne- every step of the way. Mm-hmm. Now here comes this man who is related to Norma, and again, 
misunderstood, just like him, mm-hmm. and he sympathizes with him, and he so wants this bond so much, he's willing to give him eleven thousand dollars, maybe fifteen by uh, what right by, by the end, by by next by couple of weeks, whatever. next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, chances are, working what he's doing, he probably makes that pretty easily. It's not like he's giving his life savings, but still, this shows the what he's willing to pay to get this man in L- his life. Let me ask you guys a question. Hmm. Interesting. What did you think he felt? Not what he thought, but what do you think he felt after he gave Caleb the money? Because it looked to me like he felt like the like a million bucks. Yeah. It looked like he of felt course. terrific. Of course. Yeah. It made him feel so good well, to be forget, able to do something. Don't forget that he actually gave Norma money uh, an episode or two ago, and she wouldn't take it. Just for yeah. him staying there. He, he wants, it's this wanting to be, val- like, he always has, He, I mean, the family values, even it harkens back to, with Bradley as well. Yeah. It's like he wouldn't go near Bradley because he knew that it would hurt Norman. He really cares about his family. Yeah. Um, and so I, and yeah. He, even as illegal as what he's doing, I mean, it's, it's a town business, I guess, and it, but it still is illegal. He wants to be a provider. Well, and, and here he is providing right now for his uncle. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about the kind of things he has to do for this money. He has to sacrifice for this money, not not necessarily uh, personally. So mm. far as far as like his life, he hasn't had to give up. Well, that's not true. He's had to do and be a part of things he yeah. didn't want to do and be a part of. And he right witnessed... now, and right now, he might be in the middle of a, of a mob war, exactly. a family war. He witnessed a murder. But I got to tell you, the first time, even in season one, the first time that he found this job before he knew what it was, and he put that gun in his hand in the woods, mm-hmm. and he finally felt like a man. I think that that's what this is all about. Like where he was at the beginning of the show and where he is now. Like he's really come into his own. He's a man, and now he just needs somebody. You know, he needs a family, and he needs somebody to. You know, provide for. That's so, it, it, it's interesting to see what to what Caleb, even even as dysfunctional as this relationship is going to have to be, I, I feel like Caleb's going to give Dylan something. Like you know, what I'm saying even if it's just guidance or, or a little bit of a, 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 a modeling. How do you think that? How do you think Dylan is going to react now that he knows that Caleb? Like once he finds out that he's at Caleb, Caleb is actually his dad. Like next episode, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to let it go, or do you think he's going to kill the guy? Oh, I don't know. Because he can act two. He can take two very different roads right here. Mm. It, the previews, it didn't seem like he was going nuts. It seemed like he was like, you know, Caleb was saying in the previews, he's like, you know, I, it, it wasn't like that. It's not. That's not how it was. Mm. And and it seemed like he was having a, a, a reasonable enough discussion to have that be said. I think I think it'll still be. Uh, there's enough room for reason to take over as as far as you know any any rash actions right now. Norma's the rash one. Dylan has tried not being the rash one. Norma and Norman are can be the rash ones. And of course, it also asks the question: Did Norma get raped in the first place? Uh, was she even telling the truth? Because that could be another reveal. That could be you know all of this could be because all she did was tell Norman this right before she was going to the prom. So. Like, so you think there's a possibility that Norma and Caleb were just, just, just having at it, brother and sister? No, maybe it was it wasn't true at all. Oh, maybe it's all fantasy. Yeah, maybe Norma was just making it up. Hmm. Oh man, Norma, it's interesting because you you see kind of a different side with Norma this episode. You see her kind of have a friend this episode with uh, Christine. Her, Christine, let's, let's Christine. talk about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this episode, she, which I find that found that a little bit funny too, and maybe a little bit soap opera y. When Norma was checking to see at the very, very beginning of the episode, she was checking to see if she made it into the play, and all of a sudden, Christine walks out. This lady that she doesn't even know, but mm-hmm. from the audition, who did the casting, and yeah. she apologizes and quits. She's like, "I'm so sorry, you didn't get in. It was such bullshit. I quit." 
what? That hardly seems real. Well, I, I first thought that was a dream, actually. I thought yeah, Norma it, was dreaming. It's like, you really are good, but so good that people will quit their jobs over you because you, you didn't get the part. Yeah, and it, it goes politics. it goes back to how, like, you know, like, this was, town is really, really weird. Like, people are oddly attracted to Norman and oddly attracted to Norma, and it's just like, you know, that was bullshit. I'm going to quit my job, and now we're going to become best friends, and at 11 o'clock, you and I are going to go have a drink. Mm. Norma doesn't really know how to react to this. I don't think that she's had very many female friends in her past, just by the way that she was reacting. Well, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a a, a flirtation between the two of them. I kind of was wondering if there was something sexual going on between. Maybe maybe it's the guy looking at this thing going, "Hmm, Vera Farmiga, this girl, okay, yeah," or maybe not. But I just thought she was getting a little too chummy uh, with her a little bit there. You know, I I don't know about all that. <laughs> although I, I I don't say it wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but. Um, but what I, what I find interesting, you know, when you, when you take money out of the equation, it doesn't seem like Christine has any problems with money. Um, and, and you kind of, you know, like, okay, you're, you're a socialite. Your, your husband is clearly in charge of making the money. And as far as you know, you probably have lots of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, although it, it does seem to me like it's very much a hollow shell. I don't know if there's anything going on underneath. I have my suspicions that, that, yeah. that, that Philip and, uh, and, uh, and, and Christine might not have all the money they're pretending to have. But, um, but then you, if you're doing something, you know, if, if assuming that the money is real and, and she has all that money and she's in that position, then if you're doing something, you're doing it because you want to. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to direct the show. It's not like you need the $2,500 stipend that I'm sure that the community theater has come up with to pay the director, you know, mm-hmm. for all the hours and hours and hours you're going to put in. So if you don't need the money, then you only do it because you want to. And if, mm-hmm. then if you got somebody, you got Marge, the, the housewife, saying that, that, no, it has to be Judy because she's my best friend. <laughs> well, you know what? Screw you people. I'm not playing. I'm not interested. And then you can do it on your own. And and I'm probably going to pull my money out of it, too. And that'll be that. Interesting. I have a different reason as to why that happened. And I'm going to save that for predictions. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. But, but yeah, I definitely think that there's something else up her sleeve. Up Christine's somebody, sleeve. Yes. Somebody doesn't make a move like that unless they're trying to get close to somebody quickly. Somebody doesn't call and is like, hey, I, you, what are you doing today? You're coming to a garden party. You're going to see what the real people of Pine, Pine Ridge, Pine Grove, Pine Tree. Pine salt? <laughs> White pine? White pine. <laughs> You're going to see what the pine real... Cones, pine cones. It smells really good in here. Um, You're going to see what the real people of White Pine are like. You know, and it's just... And now she she also has her brother, um, who... Uh, her brother Christian, who's played by Michael Vartan, who was on Alias for all of those Alias lovers and watchers. Did you used to watch Alias? Nobody? I did not. What? I didn't. Come on. Did you? Alias, Alias was great. so good. Yes. Yeah, she kicks ass every you, episode. Marissa. All right, Mrs. Serafini. Our producer bumping in. Ladies and gentlemen, to Marissa Serafini. What's up? To, to, to <laughs> scoff at my lack of Alias knowledge. Maybe it was because you didn't introduce her at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa Serafini. It would be awesome yes, if the entire that. time on, on YouTube, it's been a close-up of my nose. Yeah. Like, that's always been. Yeah. The producer, like one the producer has all the power. Right? That's yes. it. And forget to introduce me again, pal. See what happens. Yes. Yeah. Marissa Serafini is the best producer in the universe. She really is. Ever. Aw, stop. She no. really is. All right, can, I, can, you, can you zoom it out of my nose now? <laughs> yes. And um, zooming out. So wait, so you think, we know we just, you just dove into this, so we got to finish diving into it. So you yeah. think there's an ulterior motive here. Yes. And you think that she's brought the brother into the ulterior motive. Yes. I think that they have something to do with the drug ring, and this, has, this is all wrapped around something to do with Gil, something. Because if they have all that money and they're in White Pine, what are they in? They're in... The weed business. They have to be. So maybe they kind of, maybe they work for Nick because remember, Nick was at that party. Yeah. And he goes up to Norma that and makes he's sense. like, and he's like, hey, I heard about what you did at the meeting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, mm, interesting. And so I think that it all harkens back to the meeting, and then they know that she wants the bypass closed down, something with Gil being dead. They want to use Norma for something, and they're going to use her as a pawn. They're going to make it seem. I, I just think that there's something there. This is definitely something that we're going to. Well, they they do seem like they're wooing her in some kind of. I mean, you know, it's so funny because we see, we just keep seeing the motel and we see Norman dressed the way he is and Norma and everyone just being a certain way. And then all of a sudden you put Norma into this beautiful mansion mm-hmm. where she gets to see, like you said, the real white pine. And this is where you get to realize, yeah, that's right. Even though we haven't seen much of this, but there's apparently a booming weed industry, at least, or, or booming industry here. Yep. And now we get to see the upper uh, the upper class of mm-hmm. this town a little bit more. And it's the motif is super modern. Like, everything yeah. in Norma and Norman's world is classic. Is, is classic. Mm-hmm. You know, the car is classic. The hotel is classic. Everything has a vintage feel to it. The clothing has a vintage feel. But all of a sudden, she's in an ultra-modern... Uh, Tri-level uh, mansion, yeah, mm-hmm. with all these cool people wearing ultra-modern clothes, and mm-hm't. and she looks a little—I don't want to say dowdy—that's not true. She's no, still, she still looks she's great. Still, yeah. uh, she's still, she's still. You but know, you notice, Vera notice it took her a while to to pick the dress and to take a look. Remember, mm-hmm. and then Dylan walked in, and she was a little shocked at that. But it took her a while to actually set this up, and she walks in. And everyone just looks like they woke up that way. Yeah. yeah, everyone, everyone in there is just like, yes, we're always like this. Twenty, we, we don't have, yes. we don't need an hour or two to prepare for our outfits. They're just put on us by we're our servants. Casually she, fantastic. Yes, but she's, and you can tell she's also a little, a little intimidated walking yeah. in there. Yeah. But within minutes, she's charming the socks off of everybody, and everybody's laughing at her Grand Canyon jokes, and she fits right in. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she's giggling and eating desserts with Michael Vartan's character out on the out on the. I just think that there's definitely they're going to. Propose something, ask something, and I also think it's going to be in direct opposition with whatever it is Dylan is doing. Oh, absolutely. Mm. So. Mm. All right. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things. I would love to be a fly in the wall of the writer's room. That's all I got to say. I really like your idea better than my idea because your idea, there's a lot more places to go. My idea, Christine just really likes her. And that's, <laughs> my that's, idea is just, you know... It's a little naive, they, maybe. A little, uh, a little surfacy. My idea is the show just goes to Cinemax uh, but, but, on Friday night. That's about it. That's all my wow, wow. But what's Soft really, focus. What's really funny is that I think that your idea, San Filippo, is actually also Norma's idea. Yeah, I think I'm, that exact, Norma... I think that Norma actually thinks that this lady is just, she's not thinking, hey, what's up or something. And they're just as naive as I, Norma well, is. Well, you know in what this it situation. comes from? Yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> what it comes are. from. That comes from a genuine, that comes from an ego thing. That's like, I am fantastic enough for these people just to like me. And that's cool. Genuine? Genuinely fantastic enough for like, these people just to like me. Oh, sorry. Mm. Did I, I was, say the word wrong? No, I'm, I'm sorry. No, yes, but that's okay. We'll Can, move on. Are Malcolm, you sure? Like yes. Malcolm Moore. Yes, I was going to say, you said genuine instead of genuine. Is it, does it matter? Genuine. Genuine's a rapper. Actually, you know, it's funny. Genuine actually is a rapper (laughs) that you said correctly, but you can't sing Macklemore right. Genuinely? (laughs) Genuine. Yes. Can we move on? Yes, I said that earlier. (laughs) I I feel like we're getting bogged down. I'm genuinely confused. (laughs) All right. So uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about Norman here. Uh, Norman, uh, <laughs> Norman, Norman gets a little hand on his leg today. We learned oh some boy. stuff about Norman. That he was is, fun. Norman is most definitely not gay, at least so far. He's, he seems very vehemently against that idea. Mm-hmm. If he blacked out, who knows what would happen in that situation? Yeah, uh. we don't know. Don't don't do not <laughs> put your hand on his leg. Don't put your hand on his leg and have him black out on you. All bad. Yes, <laughs> very 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 bad. Mother, I've done something. <laughs> I don't know what. Um, so so Norman, uh, let's talk about Norman and Cody. Yes. So, Cody is the girl from the checkout. Yes. Cody is the girl from the checkout uh, from uh, from last week. He bought all the stuff for mom. Yes. All the stuff for mom that was really for Bradley. 
the dying the dying breed type. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And uh, and it's now all of a sudden this is a small town. All of a sudden she's popping up everywhere. So she is showing up like crazy. So she's over uh, when he's going to quit the uh, the community theater play because his mom's not in it. He doesn't want to do it. All of a sudden he bumps into her and she somehow convinces him to join tech. He, he's getting a little enamored with her right then and there. And then uh, he he goes to the memorial for Bradley that Emma so graciously set up and we hear some Malcolm Moore uh, <laughs> when we walk in. <laughs> because that's what you hear at a... You were probably DJing that. You're like, what do these kids want in a memorial? Macklemore. Macklemore. So, yeah, we walk in. And and again. I don't know why you're angry at me. I didn't do anything. I did nothing but love. (laughs) But I love this because while we have Norma walking into this uh, beautiful mansion that's so not her style, we we see Norman pretty much going into a situation expecting to see. A lot of, I mean, we we kind of presumed that Bradley was a very popular girl in school mm-hmm. uh, from the first season, at least. Even though she got a little crazy this season beforehand, we thought she was very popular. So we figured it'd be. I mean, Emma's busy setting up this memorial, and we go in. Everyone's just doing a kegger, you know, yeah. hanging out, it blasting music. Very Heather's, wasn't it? Like, yeah. uh, like, oh yeah, she's dead. Uh, we can do some keg stands or what? Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and of course Emma. I mean, we, we can touch on Emma later, but uh, then we see Corey with. Philip, I believe the name of the Cody. guy. Cody. No, no, Cody with Philip. Cody was... with the, with the boyfriend was Philip. Yeah, yeah, I the think boyfriend so. was Philip. That's what I meant. So uh, we see Cody with Philip. So there's there's that little bit of dejection that you see Norman have about uh, oh she's with a guy, even though he's looking <laughs> yeah. really oddly at her till till the whole hand on the knee thing. Yeah, and uh, I like that he's just sitting next to them while they're making out. Like, doo, doo, doo. yeah, that's such that's such a teenage kegger kind well, of thing. Again, <laughs> it's like Norman looks so different. I, I'm really glad the one thing that that she d- does that no one else has really done uh, in this town is she calls Norman out for his appearance and yeah. his looks, and pretty much says, "I thought you were gay. You kind of dress really odd, and you're really different. And yeah, you come off." You're yeah. giving a major gay vibe. Like, which, what's your deal, man? Which you know, just you're 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 incredibly. She's just pointing out that you're incredibly different. You don't really belong in this world, and that was the only for some reason that was the only direction she that made sense to her that he was perhaps you know just oddly around girls because he was gay. So maybe I'll yeah. just get Philip to put his hand and, on your thigh yeah. with apparently some violence. Like it didn't come right it, off. It was a yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know, I, I, you know, but it, it wasn't like he just like lightly put it on there. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no. And he's like, double down, boom. Like but, I've got your leg. It's like that he was. I like that he was still polite about it. He was like, what's that? And he takes it off, and then it goes again. And he's like, he gets up really quickly, and he goes, oh, I'm gonna go. He's like still polite about it. It's not like what the hell, man. It's like, uh. But kudos, kudos to uh, to Cody for calling out Norman for at least so- somebody. I think I think anybody who calls them out for what they are in this world really is going to draw a lot of fans. I- I'm already a big fan of hers. Uh, her uh, the actress who plays her is Paloma, and I will not say this last name right. K- Kitlowski. I'm just totally butchered that. She's is that, Canadian. Is that Greek? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, it's not Greek. <laughs> it's Greek. It's Greek. The end? No, You're I don't think Polish, so. but the Polish people come from Greek. You're Greek. I don't yeah. think so. But not only, not only does she call out Norman for being odd and being different, she also says, oh, yeah, there's, no, there's never uh, a bad time. To make. You can always make out. There's always, always a good reason to make out. I actually wrote that down as the quote of the day. Yeah. So, uh, but there's always a good reason to make out. Yep. Oh, yeah. There's oh, always a good it. reason. Do I? There's always a good reason to make out. Do I? 
yeah, we'll just come, uh, come over to me. We'll just let them okay. uh, experience the um, what, what I thought was interesting, one of the things that was interesting about Cody is she's, she walks back home with, uh, with Norman, but she seemed a little tweaked out about her house. Like, he gets her there, and, and, and he's not invited in, mm-hmm. and the window's open. That's how she's going to get into the house, and, and uh, uh, Dad's there. Mom's uh, it's just me and Dad, and uh, nice to see you. I can get back in. Yeah. Oh, you had to sneak out? No, I can go out. Okay. The yeah, okay. music kind of like changed when that yeah, happened. That was a weird too. little scene too. It was a little it was like, weird scene. A little wild. Wait a minute, did I miss this scene? Was this the scene at the end of the party? This was the scene when he, after he walked her home, when he got her to her house, and I there was totally, a wood light on. I totally missed that. You were still scene. stuck well, on the makeup line. You, you were busy that. writing down <laughs> that ridiculously. It, that it's always okay. Yeah. It's always okay to make out. That's a great line. It's a great line, <laughs> and you missed that whole bit. Are other things going to happen in the show? I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> making out part. It took me a long <laughs> time to write that line. All right, I want to talk before we wrap this all up. I want to talk about Emma because I think this was Emma's episode, and I don't think she's getting enough love from us right now. Mm. This whole idea, this, this beach party was Emma's idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, here's a gal who, who we know is, is staring death in the face every single day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the most popular nemesis, essentially, you know, and, and, and you know, Bradley had no idea that she was Emma's nemesis, but she was, yeah. you know, is dead. And, and she's the only one who seems to give a shit. Everybody else is, is yeah. heathering it up. You know, they don't yeah. care. Emma had a great line, too. Do you know which line I'm talking about? I don't know which one you're talking about. When she's about. standing in front of the altar and she was like, because I'm a bad person because she's dead and I still I hate her. I still oh, hate her. Yeah. I wrote that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, still hate her. That was sad. I think it, she might have said, I still don't like her. I still yeah. Don't, yeah. But it was very, very honest, genuine moment. And Emmett plays such an adorable little drunk, doesn't she? Mm, oh, my God. It was such a great scene, her she's, being drunk. Yeah, she's such with, a cute uh, little drunk. With a uh, weed salesman. Weed, uh, weed that, guy. Oh, I don't what? know. I think, was, I think his name was Gunner, but I'm not what? sure. He, he's been in other cupcake. things. He's cupcake, 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 boy. cupcake boy. Yeah, yeah. I got to tell you, there's um, no matter how cute you are, when you start puking, um, you Not stop cute. being cute. That's oh. just how that works. Okay. Uh, <laughs> girls, I'm letting Hold you know. On. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write this. <laughs> write down. it down. It's important. <laughs> I will say, for someone bringing an oxygen ta- tank around with her and still having the apparatus hooked up, <laughs> she gets to do a lot. She really she does get do to bad. do a lot. She yeah. was like running around a little bit on that beach with. She was like trailing that thing. That thing's like bouncing like off balance and with the sand. Yeah, with the sand and everything. Thing, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't expect someone to be doing that on the beach. Mm. Well, what I thought was interesting about her in this in this deal with 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 Cupcake Boy, whose name I honestly don't remember, and it, uh, is is well, I it, had it on IMDb. I just have to pull it up. It's now. just how. Oh, by the way, Kevin Klein. Kevin, thank you. Gosh, it was making me nuts. Sorry, 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 Kevin people. Klein. I just had twenty five minutes up. later. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, she she needs she needs to make these bad decisions, and and everybody else. You know, everybody else feels indestructible. I think that's mm-hmm. part and parcel to being a teenager. And so when, you, when you're indestructible, you make the bad decisions. But when you know how fragile you are, I would imagine, you know, the, the, the temptation is to live smaller and, and be closer and tighter and not make the bad decisions. Yeah. And so it seems like at this point she's kind of realizing, like, I, man, I haven't got that much time left. I'm, i got to make some bad decisions. I gotta yeah. She's crazy. been making good decisions with Norman, and look where that's gotten her. That's, that's a fair point. Second place with uh, yeah with Bradley. That's gonna, and going to be second place right now. To Cody, the, yeah, to Cody. So yeah. <laughs> that was rough. That's rough. Uh, rough so to so be she's Emma. like, hey, Cupcake Boy, let's make some bad decisions. Yeah, and he's yeah. accommodating. I love that line. Hey, Cupcake Boy, let's make some bad decisions. Yeah. <laughs> but when she was like, do you want to make some bad decisions with me? Like as a teenage boy, like what are you going to say to that? <laughs> of course, oxygen tank or not, that was very. <laughs> 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 There's oh, always a reason man. to make out, even with an oxy- <laughs> even with oxygen girl. There's always a reason always to make a out. Reason to make out. There's always a reason to make out. Oh, I love it. All right, we didn't we didn't have as much time as we would like, but let's uh, let's talk about news and gossip. We got some news and gossip, people. I believe we do. 
And we don't have a drop for it, so let's move on. We're surprised. We can move on. Oh, there it is. And Ladies the and gentlemen, back on your nose. That's yeah. Marissa, that's, I was just about to say. That's Marissa Serafini. Don't you forget who's in control here. <laughs> that's my fault. <laughs> um, so I just have some small things. You know, um, this was the top-rated episode of the season so far. Yeah. I know it's only episode three, but it was rated nine point one on IMDb. Um, so I, the fans are really responding to this season, really loving it. Um, Bates Motel has an amazing following. It's doing really, really well. Um, I just want to talk for a minute about. I read a couple of reviews, um, and if I can find it here, the first one was um, from um, Ed. Blackadder, I'm going to say that wrong, from Influx Magazine. It wasn't a very good review. It was just kind of cookie cutter. And you can kind of tell the people that are writing these reviews are not fans. They're not really fans of the show at all. I feel like uh, Michael Stullman, who wrote for All That Epic, wrote a review about Bradley. Um, and he really kind of just tore her apart. And he said that last episode, she did the best thing that she's ever done on the show, which is left the show. Hmm. Which I just feel like... I mean, I feel like coming from what she was doing before, what's the actress's name? Uh, I have to pull it up. I, oh, it's Nicola, Nicola Pence. Nic- Nicola. Like, Pence, I feel yeah. like she played this role so well. And she had to go to those places that might have been a little bit annoying. And I think that the, if she got under our skin, it was only because that's what her character was meant to do. So I just find it a little bit, you know, as somebody that really is a fan of the show, I find it a little bit cheap and disheartening that there are all these kind of bad reviews. But, you know, with anything good, there's always going to be that, you know, that bad well, press. Well, let me, let me just say, with, uh, with all due respect, uh, screw them. There you are. Well, is Bradley coming back or is she gone for the oh, show? Do I, I we would know? imagine. She'll I would come imagine back. she'll come back. Yeah, I have, okay. I have a feeling she'll come back. But I, I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, I haven't looked. Norman's ahead. got a killer in room four. That's got to happen. Otherwise, this whole thing can't start. Otherwise, your mm. prediction from episode one won't come true. I will not be denied. <laughs> um, so I was doing this. So I was doing this. I've got a running death toll. All right, and uh, people can rate that's things she does for fun. Can, people can rate and you comment. Do it your way, she'll do it hers. <laughs> and tell me what I am missing. But this so far is the running death toll. Of Bates Motel, hopefully in chronological order. Go. All right. One, Norman's dad. Two, Keith Summers. Got it. All right. Three, Deputy Shelby. Okay. All right. Four, maybe the sex slave. We don't know yet. Is Most the sex, likely. Is the sex slave dead? One of you guys was thinking he was, she's still alive, but at this point, she's yeah. dead. <laughs> You're um, in North Hollywood. You can find her. Five. <laughs> five. <laughs> Just Google her. Just Google her. That's what it's just GPS. Get the, if Braswell was here, he would pull out the book right now, is what he would do. <laughs> He'd be like, check out this book. Um, five. Bradley's dad. Six. Um, Miss Watson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seven. Gil. Mm-hmm. Eight. The guy that killed the Zane, the guy that killed Johnny. Johnny, Johnny died because Zane the killed Ford him. Family, yes. yes, from yesterday. And, and then, then this episode, Paco and Tony died. Paco now, and Tony, which are the, just the two random guys in the shed. And we got a blonde dude from last year. I think we missed. I think Paco's a great name for a random Mr. guy. Mr. I don't remember his name, but uh, oh, Cadillac. oh yeah, um, the guy in room number nine. Yeah, so we at number eleven. Are we eleven right now? I think so. Okay, so eleven or twelve. One, Wait, two, did three, we include the guy that got run over by um, eight, Dylan? Nine. Did we include a guy that got run no. over by Dylan? Ooh, oh, 13? yeah. Your, your, your count is terrible. Your count I, is terrible. Hold on. Wait a minute. 13. So if anybody else can so 13. think so of anybody that has been killed. That we missed. Was, hold on. Was that the guy that Dylan, didn't Dylan run over? All right. Um, All right. 
Uh, right, well, okay, so, so if, if we missed Emerson, it, Mr. Emerson, Mr. Emerson, if, if we missed anything, tell us on the interwebs. Uh, we want to thank you guys for downloading on iTunes and uh, and, and and listening to us on. on <laughs> Can the, you uh, tell we're running low on time? On iTunes, <laughs> and uh, if, if if you are on iTunes and you would like to rate us, we love being rated, and we love being rated a certain number, maybe fives. Fives, fives yeah. are great. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you rate us, that's how your friends find us. So thank you so much. He um, sounds if, like an auctioneer. I am. I'm going to go. For, I'm going to go for now. <laughs> Stop interrupting. So if you if you are watching uh, listening on iTunes and you want to check us out, go ahead and check us out on YouTube. That is the easiest way. If you uh, if you guys have comments. We uh, we can uh, go back and forth a lot quicker, a lot easier on uh, on the YouTubes. Um, shall we step into predictions? <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Do it, Casey. What do you got for us? I'm just going to recap on what I said before, and what I said before, <laughs> and what I said before was that I think that Catherine, Caitlin, Carmine, what's her name? Christine. 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 Carmine. Has yes, something, it's Carmine. Has something, up her, has something up her sleeve, and she's definitely involved with Nick, and there's something going on. Go, Nando. My, my prediction, Bradley comes back. Eventually. Your prediction's garbage. All right. Um, and, I'm doing and, it fast. Uh, yeah, I know. I know all about you. All right. My prediction is that... <laughs> My prediction is that, uh, that that Caleb and Dylan are going to actually come to some sort of an accord, and that is going to be Dylan's out of town eventually. Um, hopefully not this season, because I really like Dylan. All right. Uh, Nando Velasquez, where can we find you, Dylan's sir? not leaving. Uh, it's, it's a prediction. It doesn't it's have to be not true. not leaving. I'm just saying. Well, your prediction's crap. Uh, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here on other shows with San Filippo uh, for The Following and Hannibal and Blacklist and uh, Walking Dead without him. We yes. <laughs> He's going to name all the shows. It's going to take another 10 minutes. Do a Casey. Where That's can it. we find you? Do a Casey on Twitter. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Good night, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Joe Flippo. You can find me on the Twitters at J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O and my, inter- uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. It was a pleasure taking care of you guys tonight. We will see you next week. And Braswell. Oh, Joe Braswell, JoeKBraswell.com. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.